everyone and welcome back to the music matters media podcast i am your host lisa and i'm eric and today we are going to be talking about the super bowl wait before you turn this podcast off it's not about sports it's about the halftime show of course what else would it be about man (laughs) and what a halftime show it was i have so much to say about it as do you eric And I cannot wait to fully deconstruct it from beginning to end with our thoughts, our initial thoughts, and then our thoughts reviewing it. And then everything that we heard throughout the week, because it's been a week since the Super Bowl. And there has been a lot of controversy surrounding the halftime show. So we wanted to dive into that a little bit today and uh, really get into a full discussion about how we feel about the whole subject and the show. And yeah, it's just, there's a lot to be said for this episode. Yeah, you know, we figured that it's, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show's already made its rounds on the internet. And so it's only fair that uh, we give our thoughts on this. We've had a full week to fully absorb and digest everything. And there is so much to say about this halftime show. But hang in there, you guys, because we have our top three international countries of this week that we have to get to first. Gotta show that fan love. Absolutely. Okay, coming in at number three, we have Brazil. Nice, Brazil. Loyal as always. Shout out to Brazil. You Brazilians out there are relentless, forever in the top three. Cannot thank you enough. Such a loyal fan base we have in Brazil. Shout out to you guys. Seriously, guys. Thank you so much for always showing us that dedication. Coming in at number two, we have Germany. Nice. Very nice. Always awesome to see them. Welcome back, Germany, to our top three. And shout out to my Uncle Freddy in Germany. He's probably doing the most right now. I hope that he's listening. And uh, shout out to him. And seriously, Germany, again, in the top three. Coming in strong for 2020. Seriously. And Uncle Freddy, you've never met me before, but let me just say you have (laughs) an awesome family member in Lisa. Just want to put that out there. Eric, you're the sweetest. (laughs) Thank you. And now, Eric, the moment that you've been waiting for, climbing all the way to our top spot this week, we have the United Kingdom. Reclaiming that number one spot. I knew it was only a matter of time. The UK coming in strong this week. It was a tough one. It was a tough one this week. Seriously, between Brazil, the UK, and even with Germany, they were all switching around throughout the week. This is just where it happened to land, but it was a tough fight this week. Yeah, I can tell, man. I mean, it always really just 
amazes me, you know, just how much competition there is right up until the last minute before we uh, go public with these uh, results, you know? I know. It's just, it's mind blowing. It really is. I cannot stress that enough. It's still, I still wake up every day. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Somebody from across the world right now is listening to our voices and tuning into our show. And it's just such an incredible thing. The power of the internet and the power of building a community within Music Matters Media to have that interaction with people all over the world. It's just, uh, it's incredible. What an incredible feeling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every single week. I cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Eric's heart as well. We appreciate every single last one of you. means the world. Oh, man. Eternally grateful. Eternally grateful for you guys. Yeah, it feels awesome to just, you know, come in to record and knowing that we have a whole, you know, fan base just on their toes waiting to hear back from us. And that's honestly one of the most incomparable, greatest feelings in the world. So thank you so much for giving that to us every week. And a special thank you to Brazil at number three, Germany at number two, and all the way at number one, the UK this week for making our top three. But have no fear, everybody else who has been tuning in, if you want to make our international top three, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. Okay, so a week ago... Super Bowl 54 took place. San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Congratulations to them. I really had no skin in this game. I'm a New York Giants fan. Eli Manning to the death of me. He just retired this year. So shout out to Eli. But I love sports in general, love football. So it was just fun to watch the Super Bowl and take bets to see who was going to win just for the fun of it. And um, yeah, so my team, quote unquote, which would be the Chiefs won. So I'm very excited and happy about that. (laughs) And it was just nice having everybody get together, being able to watch the show, even for those who aren't heavily invested into sports and especially into football, take time out of their day to watch the Super Bowl, if not the game, at least the halftime show. Wouldn't you agree, Eric? Yeah, totally. You know, I feel like if there's a common ground for everybody, it would be the halftime show. Well, that and the free food, of course. Yeah, the free food, alcohol, you know, drinks, can't go wrong. And also, that is why commercials, companies pay ridiculous amounts of money to get specific commercials to be played during the Super Bowl because they know that is the at least the one day out of the year where America is watching and they want to get all their advertisements in. So that says a lot by, uh, you know, where the Super Bowl stands in mainstream media. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are really trying to push for the Super Bowl to become its own holiday now. To the point where, you know... Yeah, come on, guys. Nobody the, wants to stroll in on a Monday after yeah. staying up late watching the Super Bowl and maybe having one too many drinks. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's one thing people in America go crazy for, it's the Super Bowl. Drink responsibly, guys. Eat heavily. That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only advice you can give. So, yeah, it, overall, 
it was a very fun night. Um, and what I look forward to the most, other than the actual game itself, is of course the halftime show. And like I said earlier, even if you're not a diehard sports fan or you're not into football at all, everybody I feel can appreciate the halftime show. I feel like that's what people tune in for the most to see who is going to perform and how everything goes because you know the day after the Super Bowl and that following week, regardless of whoever's performing, that is all the media talks about. Daytime TV, radio, it's everywhere. You can't escape it. So regardless of whether you watch the game or not, you know who has performed, who's performing, and who has performed at the Super Bowl. And even not even five minutes after the Super Bowl has ended, it's already making the rounds on social media. The internet is wild. There's memes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll definitely get to. Yeah, you know, it, it's the power of um, the internet, social media. Technology, yeah. The modern age is just so, you know, ridiculous in a good way. And it's just amazing how, you know, once something is over, it's everywhere within, you know, milliseconds. And that's just immediately after it's over imagine when it's uh stretched out over the course of one week eric and i had the privilege to be in the same room together same super bowl party and watch it i hosted one at my house and wow when we first watched it what an initial impression that it left we recently just watched it again before recording this episode to have it fresh in our minds to make sure that we still feel equally or maybe as strongly as we did when we first watched it, I can say that nothing has changed. I still feel the same way that I did when I first watched it. Super Bowl 54, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira graced us with their halftime performance. Eric, let's just get into it, man. What did you think going into this show? Were you expecting anything? And then if you were, did it meet your expectations what did you think about the whole performance? I thought it was flawless from top to bottom, and more for me than for you, maybe. It was nostalgic. I know you grew up with the both of them, but... Fun fact, uh, Shakira was one of the first... Uh, one of her records was one of the first CDs I ever bought. This just goes to show you that I was meant to run a music company and a show like this because at the age of, I want to say maybe 12, 11 or 12 years old, I went to, back in the day, Best Buy, when they still had physical copies of things, strolled in, grabbed three CDs. You're going to laugh at this. The first CDs I've ever bought was Reliant K, mm-hmm, Ludacris, The Red Light District, and Oral Fixation by Shakira. Very nice. And that, that CD, Oral Fixation. Mm-hmm. That was in English, right? Uh, not entirely. Not it was entirely. it was half English, half yeah, Spanish. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is where the difference between you and me comes in. You know, that whole language barrier. I can understand Spanish. You are getting there. <laughs> Thanks. So to speak. Thanks for throwing me that bone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, growing up with uh, growing up with the both of them, with both Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. As far as I know, I got into the both of them at the same time because they were everywhere. So, you know, growing up hearing their songs in Spanish on the radio and then seeing the transitions that they made from Spanish to English and just seeing them just constantly evolve as the years have 
you know, gone by. To me, the the uh, Super Bowl was more of a nostalgia factor because I was hearing all those songs that I heard in the radio all over again. And yeah. just, you know, seeing two women that I grew up really admiring here and now and seeing that they haven't changed a bit, they've only gotten better throughout time is just mind-blowing to me. There wasn't a single song that was performed and played that I didn't know. And I was very proud about that. It was like what you just said, going down memory lane through their whole discography. And just to show you, too, how many hits and how many classics that they had to be able to have such a wide-spanning career. Yeah, because you know I don't know about you, but I remember when a bunch of these songs were just hitting the mainstream when I was in seventh grade. Yeah, early you know, 2000s. Grade. Yep. And then, uh, you know, even some of Jennifer Lopez's songs, I remember that um, from what I know, one of my old friends from high school was like, oh yeah, they kept playing that same song by Jennifer Lopez the whole night at our senior prom. And I was like, wow, that's how long ago that came out, you know? It's wild. It's yeah. wild to think about that. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a nostalgia trip for me. But in speaking about the spectacle itself, you know, with the nostalgia factor taken out, it was jaw-dropping. I couldn't have imagined a better show, honestly. Right? So I just want to backtrack a little bit. I want to give a shout-out because of the fact that this is a brilliant fun fact, excellent fun fact. Eric, did you know that this was the first Super Bowl with all Latino representation for performance. Yes, absolutely. Incredible. Shout yeah. out to Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, Bad Bunny, J Balvin. They dominated. Shout out to all the Latinos out there, Latino community. I myself am half Dominican. Eric, my lovely co-host, is representing Guatemala. So it it's just, it made us proud. It definitely made us proud. I felt extremely proud that night to be Hispanic and to see such talent on stage, to see such a talented group of people put on one hell of a performance. We were literally witnessing history in the making. And that's going to, that halftime show, whether people agree with it or not, or like it or not, that will go down in history because of that fact that the representation of having all Latinos on one stage. It means a lot. Yeah, you know what? Sh uh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, if I'm not mistaken, both spoke in Spanish at the Super Bowl. They did. And I will speak in Spanish on this podcast as well. Que vivan los Latinos! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just so awesome. I got tired myself just looking at all the dance routines. Like, I can't even imagine, like how exhausted they must have been after just like a couple of songs and the fact that they kept that same energy throughout every single bit of it. I was like, wow. You know, they I can't even imagine the amount of dedication and time and energy that went into this whole thing. So let's dissect this half by half. We'll do Shakira's part first because that's what happened during the Super Bowl. We'll do Shakira and then we'll go into Jennifer Lopez and then we'll go into the both of them on stage together. So starting out with Shakira, what I have to say about Shakira. First of all, she hasn't aged 
a day. Neither of them have. They haven't. But when it comes to Shakira, I looked at her at the Super Bowl and she looked exactly the same that she did in the cover of Oral Fixation when I got that CD years ago. So, and the reason why I mentioned that of why I picked up those three CDs is because of how eclectic my music taste has always been since I was a a little girl. I've always been the one to branch out. You know, Eric, because you know very well those three CDs and and the genre of music that they each fall in. No CD is one in the same. So it just goes to show that even at such a young age, I already was exploring with all different types of music. It was something that came to me naturally. So when it com- when it comes to Shakira, Shakira will always hold such a special place in my heart because she was part of the very beginning of me selecting my own choice of music. It's different when you're growing up, you're forced to listen to what your parents listen to, what your family listens to, or if you have siblings, older siblings, they uh, kind of guide you. But it's very different when you go out on your own and you get to make that first selection of, you know what, I want to try this because... I want to listen to it. So Shakira was that for me. Shout out to her. She looks fantastic. Like I said earlier, she hasn't aged a day. And what I really want to point out with her performance is how much she put into it with the choreography and with her singing. It was spot on. She sounded just like she does on the records, which is very important for a live performance, especially for the Super Bowl. You know that people are going to jump in and criticize. That's the first thing that people look for is to see if the vocals hold up to those tracks. So I think she nailed that really well. And I just wanted to point out, like you said earlier, how your head was spinning just trying to keep up with the both of them. Think about how much exercise and how in shape they have to be to be able to pull that off. With Shakira, she was a professional, I should say is, not was, professional belly dancer. So the fact that she can just pull up those moves isn't something that she just learned overnight. That takes years and years of practice, years of training. And then for her to be able to work with that breath work in order to be able to sing simultaneously while dancing is extremely difficult because if you think the moves alone are extremely difficult to follow along to and to be able to pull off in that way, then think about doing that while having vocal control on your voice and your ability to hit certain notes and to make sure that you're keeping up pace with the track itself. Yeah, I mean, having to having the energy to dance and sing at the same time without running out of breath and still having immense it's a skill. control. It is a skill. A skill that not many people know how to truly master to its full degree. So this was fantastic. I will say, when she, uh, when Shakira was doing the solo dance routine, where, where it was just her and that rope, I kind of wanted her to do a little bit more of that. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, I really wish she would have, you know, Pulling stretched out the that tricks. out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But listen, I mean, she did everything. She played guitar, she played drums, she sang, she, you know, danced. She crowd surfed. She crowd surfed. Yeah, everything was just so good. And the orchestra was good too. They were amazing. Yes, I completely agree. And I was going to say that she utilized every piece of that stage, which that is also something that I personally look out for. 
what bores me to death is it's supposed to be a performance, right? So you're supposed to go out there and engage the crowd and engage everybody at home. You're not going to do that by just standing still. The only one that could pull that off would be Adele because <laughs> with with vocals alone. But if you're somebody like Shakira or Jennifer Lopez, people are expecting you to move. And not only did they do just that, but they went above and beyond with their performance. Shakira used every piece of that stage to her advantage. Like you said, she was playing guitar at one point, drums at another point. She's crowd surfing. She's uh, belly dancing. She's got her and the dancers all with these choreographed dances that I'm sure took months and months of training and exercise and, oh man, preparation in advance. And people don't realize how much goes into it. For that 15-minute time slot during the halftime show, all the preparation and everything that's to be done up until that point takes so much time and takes so much energy. And you have to be fully invested to be able to pull off a show like they pulled off. And you can tell how much went into it prior to them getting on that stage that night. Yeah, and... You know, um, I don't know if you felt this way. This is just personally how I felt. Um, for a 15-minute show, it felt longer. It felt just like this. It felt really epic in scale, and you were just like, for 15 minutes, this really is very elaborate. It's really giving you your uh, your your half times worth, you know? Totally agree with you, Eric. They really packed as much as they possibly could within that time. It felt like two halftime shows in one because you have the powerhouse of Shakira, which Shakira is no opener. She is a standalone musician, artist. She's just such an incredible talent. So you have the powerhouse of Shakira and then you have the powerhouse of Jennifer Lopez, who is a triple threat in my book. And to have them both then share the stage together, you really got two halftime shows with them individually. And then when they came together to join forces at the end was just such a grand finale. And I loved every single minute of it. What's funny is I was, uh, you know, in preparation for this episode, I was watching other halftime shows on YouTube. And, you know, this comparison might, uh, might anger some people. It's just my personal opinion. Um, oh, was, we love opinions like those. <laughs> I was watching the Michael Jackson halftime show, Legendary. Of course, of and course. And one of the most common comments I saw on YouTube was, why are they playing football at a Michael Jackson concert? <laughs> I love that. So yeah. that's kind of how this felt. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. You can say that I'm out of my mind for making that big of a comparison between the Michael Jackson halftime that show. That show was the, one of the best shows of all time. Yes. Michael Jackson, Prince, I mean, some of the best yeah, halftime shows of all time. But that's just how this one felt to me. It felt like it was just a concert in and of itself. Definitely. You know, you're just, you kind of forget that it's taking place at a football show. You're just like, like when it's over, you're just like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a game. Oh yeah, back you to know? the game, I guess. We don't really want to go back, but I guess we have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how it felt for me, personally. If you want to get mad at me, by all means. Do but... it. Do it. Get <laughs> mad because it's the internet and everybody will get mad anyway, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but I completely agree with that, Eric. And I know this sounds... I know this sounds like a stretch, but I'm kind of hoping that these two tour together. I would love to go to a show 
with them touring together. I think that would be a monster sellout because of the fact that the the halftime show, in my eyes and in the eyes of a lot of people, yes, we're going to get to the controversies in a bit, but it did so well and it really got a great reception overall, I would say, that I think that this would be the perfect starting point because you don't even need to market at that point. You just need to remind people, hey, remember that halftime show? Yeah, go buy a ticket to see them uh, live in concert. Listen, if you were seriously, after watching that halftime show, <laughs> Here you go. if you're seriously <laughs> telling yourself that you would not want to see two goddesses like them perform on stage together, you're, you're out lying. of your mind. You're, you're lying, lying to yourself. <laughs> Get out of that denial. You want to go. You know you do. <laughs> I Listen, if they decide to come up with a tour and be like, yeah, Shakira, JLo, 2020, we're doing it. Sign us up. We're Seriously. there. I mean, that's to us, that would be reliving a huge part of our childhood. Yes. Right there. Because, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're still everywhere. But back then, when they were like really exploding onto the music scene, I mean, they were inescapable. Going back to the first part with Shakira, what were some of your favorite songs that she performed? So definitely Whenever, Wherever, Hips Don't Lie, La Tortura, Waka Waka. Those are just some of the songs that I really loved hearing. And I can't even remember when Whenever, Wherever came out. I mean, I think she she made a version both in English and in Spanish. I'll never forget that music video. Yes. And I I can't even remember in 7th, 8th grade when I would see... Um, you know, non-Spanish speaking kids with the CD, they bring it to school and I'm like, wow, she's really Don't you love through. that though? The impact. Yeah. Cause it's like, finally, you know, and, and as a Hispanic kid, you know, it's just like, wow, we're being taken seriously, you know? And ultimately that's what I loved so much about this Super Bowl specifically is the representation of having an all Latino performance is just such a powerful message especially in the times that we're living in i'm not going to get too deep into certain things but i will say that it was just a breath of fresh air and they really made the community or i should i'll just speak for myself when saying in my personal opinion i think that they made such a, a difference and i think that they made the hispanic community really proud for that halftime show Totally. And, you know, to me, having an all Latino Super Bowl halftime show, it causes the same impact that Rosalia did at the Grammys, where she sings all in Spanish, you know. It has been a great year. And it's so funny me saying that because we're only in February and it's just begun. But so far, it's been a phenomenal year in entertainment. 2020 is coming out strong with musicians releasing some of their best albums to date then you have the grammys which in my opinion and in yours go check that episode out we just did it recently with our live reactions to the grammys that was one of the best grammy performance shows and overall with the ceremony and how things went who won what i believe that it was the most fair and the best performance show that we've seen at the grammys in years And then now we have the Super Bowl, which is iconic, to be able to perform the halftime show. That's a lot of artists and musicians' dreams is to perform. It's an iconic, legendary opportunity to be able to have that. 
and what a halftime show it was. So 2020, not to uh, put too much pressure on everybody out there, but it's starting out very, very strong. And I hope we can keep at that momentum throughout this year because some of the best material, some of the best shows really are happening this year. And it's very exciting. I think the take home message from uh, everything we've seen so far from the Grammys to the Super Bowl halftime show is that, uh, you know, diversity speaks volumes, you know, and that's, that's honestly the one main takeaway I can get from everything that's happened so far in 2020. With Shakira, you have whenever, wherever hips don't lie. Those songs were, will forever hold a special place in my heart. I love those songs. And I, I got so excited when I saw her playing those songs. It took me right back to when I was a little girl jamming out to those songs. And then now moving on, we got Jennifer Lopez's side of the performance where she comes out the gate and then she starts getting into her track list. So what did you think about Jennifer Lopez's half of the show? Equally as nostalgic takes me back to, you know, her early days with those iconic music videos. Oh my God. I had such a crush on her when I was a kid. Don't be oh fooled by God. the rocks that I got. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Among other, other uh, performances, but yeah. Oh my God. She's still Jenny from the block. And once again, she has not aged a day either. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to point out this woman is 50 years old. We're birthday buddies. Fun fact. Because my birthday is on July 25th. Jennifer Lopez is the 24th. So shout out to her. We're birthday buddies right in the same neighborhood. And uh, I just, wow, phenomenal. She is in better shape than I am. You know, what's my excuse? <laughs> she she looks great. Shakira looks great. The, they really don't age. And I think what's even funnier is on social media, something was trending about what is their skin care routine? Because <laughs> please share it with the world. And uh, yeah, just phenomenal performance by Jennifer Lopez. I knew every single song, once again, that she was coming out with. She hit us with the classics, Waiting for Tonight, Jenny from the Block, Get Right, On the Floor. She's just one hit after another hit after another. Songs that if you haven't heard them in a while... And then you hear her perform them. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then it takes you back to that time where when it was first released and popular. I was having that a lot of those moments throughout. Yeah, me too. Especially with Get on the Floor. I mean, like I said, I still remember when that just burst onto the airwaves and it was everywhere. It was at uh, our high school dances. It was it was just everywhere. And even older songs like Jenny from the Block. I mean, who doesn't know that song? And that then, funny with uh, Ja Rule. That was oh another great God, one. That's another good one. I I always remember hearing that one on the radio. Yeah, so, that was very popular. Yeah, so nostalgic, man. I, I can't tell which was more nostalgic for me. I, I would say that both were equally nostalgic, and it was just so freaking awesome to see your childhood being brought back in uh, in this new decade, you know? Waiting for Tonight, too. That one hit me hard. I was like, oh, my God. I remember when that song came out. We're getting old. It's crazy. We grew up with this music. Yeah, and just seeing her dance was just phenomenal on its own. Never mind, like, the songs, just the dancing itself. I mean, wow. 
She's another one that I wanted to point out, just how I pointed out with Shakira with the choreography, the belly dancing, being able to have that vocal control over your voice while doing both simultaneously. Then with Jennifer Lopez, you have the pole dancing. Now, last year, Jennifer Lopez starred in the movie Hustlers, which was about a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the tables per se on their Wall Street clients. I don't want to give away too much for those who may have not seen it yet. Excellent, excellent movie. Highly recommend you go check it out. So in order for her to perform in that movie, she had to literally do all of her own stunts and by stunts, meaning that she had to legit learn how to pole dance. And then she incorporated that in her halftime performance at the Super Bowl. And what I will say about that is I think any professional dancer would agree with me in the fact that you have to have an enormous amount of upper body and lower body strength. And the fact that both Jennifer Lopez and Shakira at the age that they're at, not only do they look like they've never aged a day, but physically are massively in shape. I'm talking about six-pack abs here between the belly dancing and the pole dancing and then just the whole choreography combined. Really, they don't get enough credit where credit is due when it comes to the dancing. Yes, the singing was great and going back and reliving those songs and reliving your childhood and having that nostalgia factor was such a great experience. But when it comes down to it, for me, what intrigued me the most was the dancing and how much effort and time and skill that they had to learn throughout the years and specifically for this show with the moves that they were doing with the choreography to nail everything the way that they did. And there were no slip-ups. Nobody was out of sync or anything. So it really was such a massive success on their part to not only just pull it off, but <laughs> do so with flying colors. Yeah, and going back to the preparation she needed for the pole dancing, you know, I don't mean to, you know nitpick and you know pick jennifer lopez apart one of the things she's very well known for are her legs and i'd say you know after the training that she uh did for that movie to prepare for the pole dancing sessions her legs became that much more powerful and you could literally see that in yes. in the show i mean i looked at it, i'm like wow her legs look much more powerful now. These women are ripped, dude. They are toned to perfection. They have busted their ass off to get this far uh, for this performance. And every ounce of it showed. I mean, they're in phenomenal shape. And But the amount of endless hours that it takes and the amount of time for that, to, for that uh, performance and w everything that it took is just wow you have to really give them because i've heard a lot you know i've heard a lot of people discussing different things about the halftime show but i don't think people put enough emphasis on how much both of them and individually that they killed it when it came to the dancing and how hard it truly is to pack all that in 
in that amount of time and execute it in a way where really, like I said, nobody was out of sync. Everything was lined up perfectly. And it really felt like we got two shows in one, thankfully to the time and dedication and really the ruthless hours that took to put into the training and the dieting and there's just so much that goes into it just for that short amount of time. And I just can't stress that enough. And I wouldn't be me if I didn't point this out, but uh, those of you who were disappointed in this year's choice for the Super Bowl and maybe didn't get that uh, shot of rock and roll you were looking for, both Shakira and Jennifer Lopez gave shout outs to rock music. Shakira played a little bit of Led Zeppelin's Cashmere with the orchestra and Jennifer Lopez and her daughter both sang Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. I'm so glad that you brought that up because Jennifer Lopez and her daughter killed it for that section of the show. Her daughter is only 11 years old and you can tell she's just naturally such a talent. You can tell that growing up she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, of course, you have Jennifer Lopez as your mom and Mark Anthony as your dad, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that your kids will turn to music. In this case, she has, and what a voice for, and what a stage presence too, for somebody that's so young. She did excellent. That was her first big debut on stage. And she really, if that was me now, if that was me now, I would shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just being honest here. And the fact that she just did everything so effortlessly and, and I mean, I guess that's the charm of being a kid. When you're a kid, you don't think too deep into those kind of things. You just jump right in and do it. And But like as an adult, I don't know, that would terrify me in front of all those people. And she just made it look so easy and she looked like she was having a great time doing it. I guess it's because when you're a kid, you're so driven to prove yourself to the world, to you know, the adults that you look up to, you know, you have something to prove you want to show them, yeah, I can do what you can, even though I'm a kid. And so I think that's that part in her daughter that let her just be so natural on stage, you know, but also, yes, you're right, you know, when you're a kid, it's not that serious, you're just in it for the fun. And, you know, you don't think about all the outside factors. Exactly. You're oblivious to all of that. So you know, it's easier for kids to really just immerse themselves in that. But, you know, again, having us having been kids, I'm sure we've been through uh, our moments where we were like, you know, I can do that too. And I'm going to prove to you that I can. And so I'm sure that played a big factor in that. Yeah, of course. And for that segment of the show, when JLo came out with the Puerto Rican flag on one side, and then the American flag on the other side, I love the symbolism of that. I love the symbolism of the kids, including her daughter, breaking out of the cages and then singing Born in the USA. You guys at home listening to this, those who are living in the US, especially, you can use your imagination and you can make of that what you will. I really enjoyed that. It was something that wasn't necessarily in people's face. But the message was there, and for those who looked for it, it was loud and clear. Couldn't agree with you more, you know. um, For people who are more conscious of that and who have a filter for that stuff, they picked up on it immediately. 
However, I think what you said was the perfect way to say it. I think going into it, they were like, let's do something that's not so obvious and not in everybody's faces, but that will be, you know, understandable enough for people to pick up on it either way. And I think they really nailed that down. And also, let me just say, yes, all the hits that you and I grew up listening to were um, were amazing. But I also really loved when both Shakira and Jennifer Lopez played the really Latin infused songs right. where, you know, it gave them room to shine with their dances and all of that. That was just amazing to me. And I love that they brought that to the stage because I feel like you can't have two performers like them and not have at least, you know, a nod to their roots, basically. It shows how versatile they really are. Shout out to Puerto Rico and Colombia, especially because Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican, Shakira is Colombian. So shout out to both countries. And also, I want to point out not only the nod to all the classics in both of their catalogs, but with the modern day twist because Shakira had Bad Bunny come out and collaborate for the song I Like It Like That, which was a smash hit with Bad Bunny and Cardi B and J Balvin. And then later on, J Balvin actually ended up coming out with Jennifer Lopez and performed the song Mi Gente. And that was a huge smash hit when that came out as well. Let me just say, when J Balvin incorporated Mi Gente into Camila Cabello's performance with Ricky Martin, you know, Havana. Oh my God, that was amazing when they all did that together. So I think that it was only natural that Jennifer Lopez picked J Balvin for this Super Bowl performance because I feel like he's also someone that you can, you know, tell him to try and adapt to different sounds, different things, and he'll do it flawlessly. Yeah, and what I really love about J Balvin is how he sticks to his roots, meaning he's had interviews in the past where people have asked him, are you going to make any songs in full English? Are you going to do English tracks? And he said that he wouldn't rule it out in doing it in the future, but predominantly he's focused on bringing the culture of Hispanic and Latin music to the U.S. and merging that and really bringing that to the light because of the fact that there aren't enough Latin, in in my opinion, and clearly in his, there's not enough Latin music in the U.S. that is really uh, in the mainstream circuit that's going on right now. So he's really trying to bring that culture over here. And by him being featured with other artists and jumping on different songs and then collaborating with popular artists especially like what you just said, like with pop artists and stuff like that for performances or for full tracks, it's really trying to immerse everybody into the Latin community and the Hispanic culture. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example of um, of his impact would be his feature on the DJ Khaled song, You Stay. I mean, yeah, you've got the people that you know, and then he comes in at the end and it just transforms the song completely with his uh, Spanish take on it, you know? And you could say the same thing about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny had that huge smash hit with Drake, 
And that was that really took over the radio. And Bad Bunny has made, been circulating and making his way in the hip hop community and doing that. And then they both did that collaboration album together, J Balvin and Bad Bunny, which was also a tremendous effort. And that was last year. So I just love the fact that they are really trying to revive the Latin community, the Latin scene of music in the United States. And it really makes me proud to, you know, it really, I'm really proud of, J Balvin and even Pitbull. Obviously, Pitbull has been around. Oh yeah, he's the OG for a while. Yeah, but you know, I've known him and J Balvin longer than everyone else. It feels like because they, you know, they were you know Spanish exclusively first. Yeah. So, you know, it feels good to know that they're getting that attention that they so rightfully deserve. Obviously, Pitbull is a veteran at this point. And J Balvin, yes, he's got a few years under his belt, but even though, yes, the American mainstream is just catching on to Latino and Latina artists. Yeah, don't get it twisted, you guys. In in other countries outside of America, especially Spanish-speaking countries, these artists are, they are the stars, and they are very well-known and established, and it's just only coming, crossing over to us now, but they have been around for years at this point. Yeah, so it's better late than never, honestly. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they've got their foot in the door, and now it's time for them to just, you know, kick it wide open. And as you pointed out earlier, I love the up-and-comers that are really making their mark. You have the Becky G's, the Carol G's, you have Rosalia, you have all these Spanish-speaking artists that are really trying to make their mark here and do the cross in between the two. And I just love that. I just love them trying to revive that culture and bring it back here. And uh, it's really, a, truly a beautiful thing. Of course, you got a shout out to the vets. Like you said, Pitbull, you got your Mark Anthony, your Ricky Martin, people that have really started it and opened the door for all the newcomers throughout time. And to be able to pass that torch for people like J Balvin and Bad Bunny to make great impressions and appearances like this, like they did at the halftime show. I think that it wasn't forced. I think that they fit perfectly with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, and they definitely were an asset to the show. Of course, the two women, obviously, with goes without saying, they stole the entire performance, but it definitely was a nice treat to have those collaborations on stage and as well for Jennifer Lopez to be able to bring her daughter and her daughter to make her big debut and really make that impact, especially for that generation. Can you imagine her friends looking at her and watching from home and just, it just says a lot for that generation, uh, the generation that is under us to see an example like that and to want to follow in those footsteps. Absolutely. You know, it, I think this was not just your regular Super Bowl halftime show. It was meant to be a statement on so many levels. And I think for the for the most part, it really hit the mark. Yes, it did. But not everybody would agree. And that's very true. That's the part that I wanted to get at before we close out today is to discuss the quote unquote controversies around the show and how we personally feel about it. I mean, the entire thing is opinionated to begin with. It's just our personal opinion of how we felt about the show itself. But especially when it comes to this part, this is just our personal 
opinions. You do not necessarily have to agree with us. I just want to throw that out there for those who are listening. But Eric, you want to fill, if people have been hiding under a rock this past week, would you like to fill the listeners in on what the controversies, quote unquote, were before we discuss them? So there were multiple controversies. Um, You can take your pick. I think all of them drew equal amounts of attention. There is, of course, the ever-looming ageism in music. That's unfortunately still a thing, more so with women than with men. Uh, You know, you had a bunch of people immediately calling out Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, and they're like, what what the hell is a 43 and a 50-year-old doing on stage, danced in little to no clothing, blah, 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 and... Exactly, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like... (laughs) You know, well, may I remind you, Adam Levine took a shirt off last year. So what are you talking about? And what were some of the other controversies? And of course, you mentioned the flag. Some people didn't even acknowledge the fact that one half of the flag was American and the other half was Puerto Rican. People only saw the Puerto Rican side of the flag. And uproar, complete uproar. That's all it took for them to be like, this is insulting. How dare you, you know, wave a Puerto Rican flag at an American event. And not just that, but some people were like, how dare you wave a Cuban flag? They got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, you know, the, the outrage was just... I mean, I'm not gonna say I under. I'm not gonna say I understand it because, truthfully, I don't. I don't but, either, man. But I'm not surprised either. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. However. Yeah. You know, if you're just gonna be mad for the sake of being mad, or if you if you're gonna just you know point out these things and just you know drown yourself in a glass of water over something that's in the long run inconsequential you know then then just don't even watch the super bowl halftime show if that's what your reaction is going to be it's so true because people knew going into it that they were going to perform so if they had zero interest and they thought that it was going to be a waste of time or if they had all these preconceived notions about what it was going to be like then it's simple just put your tv on mute go and walk over to the table grab some chips and dip or go to the bathroom do whatever you got to do and come back when it's over and turn it back on when it's over. I do not see the, the point in forcing yourself to watch something that you might not necessarily enjoy or agree with. And that is completely fine. But the thing is, nobody's forcing you to. Exactly. And listen, if, if some of you don't really understand where Lisa and I are coming from, why we feel this way, I'd just like to repeat what Lisa said earlier in the show. Use your imaginations. At this point, if you've been a long-time listener, you know who we are. You know what our background is. So we don't really need to get into... Shout out to the Dominican Republic. And to Guatemala and all Latinos. So we don't really need to get into why we feel this way and the root of that. But having said all of that, you know, going back to the whole ageism thing of it. Yes, this was what really (laughs) sparked some emotions within me because I had a lot to say about this. First of all, I just want to say that 
I must have been extremely naive thinking, walking away from watching that performance and being like, wow, how can anybody possibly have anything bad to say about this performance? And then throughout the week, just be flooded with the internet going back and forth on the subject matter of what is appropriate and not appropriate. I just want to make something very clear because I saw parents making the argument that the Super Bowl was not kid-friendly and that it was very graphic for young children and that they shouldn't be exposed to that because it's supposed to be a family show, so on and so forth. Two things I have to say about that. Number one, why is it okay for Adam Levine from Maroon 5 last year to completely do his whole performance with his shirt ripped off and nobody says anything about that? Then you have two women that are completely clothed, you know, they're not walking around naked, they're not walking around with pasties and a thong, and yet the whole world wants to, or I shouldn't say the whole world, but America wants to be divided on whether or not their outfits were appropriate. So I have a big, big grievance with the fact that it's a huge double standard. And then to follow that up, the second thing, and probably an even more important point to bring up is if you truly think that your child, whether it's a young little boy or girl watching the Super Bowl halftime show, that is going to that that is going to expose them and give them their sexual awakening, then you must have never heard of the internet and movies and music and you know, there's just so many outlets out there for them to be exposed to actual nudity and things that aren't censored and you're worried about a halftime show that is perfectly censored and people that are clothed and regardless of whether or not you enjoy their outfit or not I just cannot believe that that has even been brought into question that you think that by your kid watching that 15 minute show that is going to taint their purity when the internet is such a uncensored unfiltered thing how about you worry about what your kid is looking at and posting on social media and how about you worry about what who your kid is following online and the content that they're taking in on youtube and me- other media outlets and the movies that they're watching and the people that they're hanging out with in real life versus a 15 minute halftime show that is censored and it didn't even have to be censored because there was nothing to censored in the show. There was no profanity. There was no nudity. And I think at this point, it's just getting a little bit ridiculous that it's come to people trying to nitpick things for the sake of not enjoying the show. I totally agree. And to elaborate on what you're saying, you know, even us as kids, yes, we were exposed to some stuff. When we Janet were kids. Jackson and Janet Justin Timberlake, Jackson, Justin which Timberlake. that wasn't even her fault, by the way. Exactly. I just want to throw that out there. It was not like that was previously planned or anything. It's it was a malfunction. None of that even took place exactly this time around. And did that taint our? Uh, <laughs> did that taint our purity and our uh, you know genuineness? No. Yeah, that didn't scar us for life at all. And you know, again, even even with uh, Jennifer Lopez's music videos, which were very racy you know that that stuff 
you know, but that Eric, that stuff is nothing in compared exactly. to what kids are, are exactly. viewing now. And that, that's what I'm saying. You and I grew up in a different time. So obviously, even though, yeah, we were exposed to things that were, you know, racy in nature, it was still, we were still insulated enough. If from that parents stuff. are worried about that halftime show, then they're in for a real rude awakening. Exactly. Because not knowing what their kid is up to on the internet. Exactly. Because now, you know, you have everything at your fingertips and kids even more so, you know, they literally have everything. So they, they become adults before they even have the time to live out their childhood because they already know everything. Think about how we were at 12 years old, our mindset and how naive we were compared to the 12 year olds of today. 12 year olds of today already have the mindset of a 16, 18 year old kid. Exactly. And what's that going to look like when they get older? So if if the scariest thing to you is seeing two women dancing around in really pretty dresses, <laughs> what is that going to, how is that going to compare to what you're eventually going to find out that your kid is already, you know, you know, being fed basically. And let's get into the sexism of it all too, because nobody said anything about Adam Levine tearing his shirt up just the year before and taking it off and performing like that. But you have two women here that are fully clothed and all of a sudden it becomes a problem because it's too, uh, it's too much for the public to handle. And this isn't even just the Super Bowl thing. This is just, this applies to every single event that there is. I mean, you've had Roger Daltrey from The Who. He is in his 60s, and I remember I saw him in concert on TV one time, and he had his shirt open. And, you know, yeah, some people said something about it, but it didn't cause an uproar. It's only provocative and suggestive if you make it that way in your mind, and you want to make those insinuations. Because to me, when I watched it, all I saw was the endless amounts of hard work that went into that performance. It's definitely an art. It's a skill. Talk to any professional dancer, any belly dancer, any pole dancer, any dancer in general. The work that went into that show, I can't even imagine the amount of sleepless nights and exercise at the gym and training that they each had to go through for that show. So it's only provocative and suggestive if you make it that way. If you're seeking to go down that path, then yeah, you can take it and twist anything and make it into something sexual when it doesn't have to be. But this show, like I said, it's already going down in history because of the fact that you had an all Latino performance on that stage. But the fact that it was just so solid all throughout and the amount of hard work and effort that went into that performance and all the messages, there were so many messages throughout it just, you couldn't ask for anything better. And I get that some people would disagree with that statement, but this is just how I personally feel. I think it was one of the better halftime shows, and I think it was the best halftime show in general that we've experienced in years. And let me just say, like anything that's ever worth fighting for, you know, I think this is just another challenge that, you know, we're going to have to really strive for. You know, um, women have every right as men to do whatever the hell they want on stage. And, you know, when people say, well, they can't do that because X, Y, and Z, you know, it's like, first of all, 
how do you know they can't do that? And second of all, you act like this has been something that's been going on for years. First of all, you know, popular music, it's not as old as we think it is. You know, and the pop stars that, you know, are in the current age range of Shakira and Jennifer Lopez and even Madonna, you know, they're just now getting to those ages. So we're only now starting to see pop stars of those ages, you know, still carrying that into that age, into that age range. So the way I see it, we're going to have to make people uncomfortable a little bit before in the future we can accept it as normal. Just like anything else, anything else that is good in this world, you got to fight for it. I always, that's my main message of telling people, listen, anything that's good is worth fighting for. And this is just, yes, it might look like an uphill battle. We are making a lot of progression in a lot of ways. We still have ways to go. But seriously, shout out to Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. And don't forget all the great memes that came out of Shakira going, Oh my God. Let me just say something (laughs) about that. Shakira, that was (laughs) fantastic. For people that don't know why she did that, it's called uh, Zagruta, which is a traditional Arabic thing you do when you're cheering or excited. So it's kind of the equivalent of saying yeehaw. Yeah, I knew that was some kind of call, but I knew instantly once that was done, it was... Oh, yeah. Like, even at even at your... spread like a wildfire. Even at your party, you know, the Spongebob meme started rolling in, and I was like, come on, you can't even let it breathe for, like, ten minutes before you start picking it apart. When in doubt, if you think the Super Bowl is a bust or a bore, at least you can mutually agree that the memes (laughs) that came out of it were decent. Who never thought that we'd say that, right? Like something that, <laughs> listen, if, if they serve to, you know, interject some humor into our everyday lives, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. So there you have it, you guys. Those were our thoughts about the Super Bowl halftime show. Now we are going to pass it on over to you. I want to know, and Eric wants to know, what did you think about this halftime show? All I ask is to be nice to each other in the comments. <laughs> And also what I really want to know is where would you rank this show in the history of Super Bowl shows? What are your top five favorite performances of all time thus far at the Super Bowl? We want to know it all, you guys. Make sure you head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.